I think far too often this has been abused and taken advantage of, the idea of working for free. But in that, I believe it's kept many of us from thinking that we can ever do it, and I think it holds us back. Today I want to talk about something that few people like to discuss and usually when they do they have a negative tone towards it and it's working for free. We all have experienced that time where someone comes to us like a used car salesman and they're like you want to work for some exposure? You know it just makes you feel ugh, slimy and gross. It's like no I do not want to do that. But there are in fact some times when working for free can benefit you. You're going to look at this differently if you're a new freelancer versus someone in your 10th year of business. The important thing is to start with where you are. You've got to pause and take an honest look at where you are in your journey. Are you starting your side hustle? Are you starting your second business? Are you establishing your first one? It matters where you are in deciding how and when you're going to be willing to work for free. I think far too often this has been abused and taken advantage of, the idea of working for free. But in that, I believe it's kept many of us from thinking that we can ever do it, and I think it holds us back. So here's some times of when I'd work for free. Most of these will fall into experimentation and growth. Ideas where I want to experiment or where I want to grow as a business or as a person are often places where I'm willing to expand my mind, my capacity, my skill set, and work for free. Number one, the most obvious, is when you're looking to grow a portfolio. This is often a time when you're willing to work for free. We often see this with photographers, designers, people with online platforms. Having a good portfolio when clients come to find you is super important. So if you don't have a portfolio or you don't have one that you're proud of, this is an important time that you'd be willing to work for free. At times in our photography business, it wasn't that I was always working for free, but I would pursue certain leads that I thought would be really good for my portfolio and do them for less or you know, present a lower pricing guide or in order to potentially get that job because I just thought, man, this is really going to help build out my portfolio. If you have two or three things there, that may not be enough to attract a client in to buy your product or service. With that portfolio, sometimes is what I like to call a bit of a superficial feel. And it's this idea that you can kind of present yourself in one way, even though reality is a different way. So you can present yourself on your portfolio that you've done 10 different website designs for huge companies, but in reality, maybe you did all those for free. But as they say, perception is reality. And so I don't love that. I feel like it can feel a little bit superficial that you're building your portfolio for free in order to attract new people. But you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And I think that's why it's so important to be willing to work for free to build your portfolio when it's the right time for you. The second place, and it kind of flows in with portfolio, is when you're looking to establish more clients or when you're just starting out. Uh, you could be in two different areas. If you're starting out, you're looking to establish clients. If you're maybe a little more seasoned or experienced, you might be looking to curate or narrow down the type of client you're attracting. So what are you showing on your site? What examples? What, who do you have in your video trailer or your photos on your website or what people see when they come into your store? You're establishing a more specific niche type of clientele and oftentimes that can yield great rewards and profits for companies and freelancers if they begin to narrow down who and what type of client they're looking to serve. So as you're looking to establish more clients, 
Maybe you're pursuing some of those leads uh, more intensely, or you're even willing to go out and do spec work, style shoot type work in order to attract some of those clients you believe are best fit for your brand. Number three is when you're looking to break into a new industry. I've attempted this many times and it is definitely one of the hardest. You can find yourself established in your area and your little, you know, corner market, the thing that you're really good at. Maybe you get paid well to do it. But the moment you try to break into a new industry, you're going to get that rude awakening that it is not easy to break into an industry. And when you're doing this specifically something different than you've done before, sometimes you've got to get hungry again. You've got to get scrappy. You've got to be willing to work for free or for cheaper to get your product out in influencers' hands and other ways of marketing cheaply. And just know that breaking into a new industry is hard. There's great rewards, there's great profit, but you've gotta be willing to sacrifice in the beginning when you're in a new place. Speaking of new place is number four, which is expanding to a new area. Maybe this, if you're in a service industry or if you are you know, selling a certain product that's more locationally or regionally based, breaking into a new area can yield a lot of profit for you, but it can be extremely hard. In our photography business, we wanted to start shooting projects along the coast. It was kind of within a few hours of us and we knew there was a lot more higher priced clientele out there. I remember it was just a lot of trial and error. It was like, okay, we're gonna pay for this marketing slot. We're gonna pursue these other leads for cheap or for free. And I remember probably shooting two or three projects where we didn't make anything. We actually lost money by having to travel to this new area. But over time, that allowed us to build relationships and meet with actual clients in the area. And by being actually on the ground in the place that you want to grow in, it allowed us to grow in the area, even though it cost us some money in the beginning. Number five may feel a bit obvious, but it's when you're looking to do a brand new thing. As we said earlier, experience and knowledge. You may not know a lot about an industry or an area. You may not have an, a lot of experience with a certain skill set or craft. But when you're doing a brand new thing, you have to get back into that place of being scrappy again. Recently, I decided I wanted to just get into writing, even just as a hobby and say, how do I learn to write? I had to buy books on writing. I had to watch YouTube videos on writing. And obviously I had to write and I'm still not very good at it, but it is something where I'm like, man, I was a really good photographer, but I know nothing about writing. So when I stepped into doing a brand new thing, a lot of sweat equity had to go into that uh, skill set, and it still is for me to grow in my experience and knowledge in that area. The most important thing is to remove the pressure. Oftentimes in business and leadership, we can become way too serious. There are moments where your business is on the line and you do need to make things happen. You got to get it done. But if we live under this pressure every day, it can be crippling. You need to find a way to be able to experiment, to be free and have fun again. That's how we all got started out, right? We were having fun. Even if it's just 20% of your week, you've got to get back to creating and writing down vision for the future. Allocate some of your time to do the things that bring you life, the things that could potentially actually lead to a new area of your career or business. I'm no expert, but I've been a small business owner for five years now. Let me just tell you a little secret. Failure and struggle is inevitable. It's going to come even on your best days. Although that can sound a bit dark and grim, it can also be freeing. If failure is inevitable, it should set us free to try new things and get back to doing the things we love. Maybe you have to work another job or you have to spend 80% of your time keeping up the most consistent part of your current business. No matter what you have to do or sacrifice, you should do it so that you can stay in a consistent place of being able to envision the future, to get back to doing the things 
that you love. Although this looks different for all of us, it can often begin by being willing to do something for free. It might just be more fun than you think.